The DNVR Rockies podcast is brought to you by our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family dentist anywhere in the Denver metro area. Gotta check them out. Just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. They'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam today. They'll treat you like family. They'll make you nice and comfortable. They'll chat sports with you because they're huge sports fans. They're longtime supporters of DNVR. So if you need any dental work done, you just need something checked out and you want to do it in a place that's going to make you feel comfortable, chat with you about sports, and that's going to help out your favorite DNVR Rockies podcast and everything that we do here, then you got to head over to Green Mountain Dental Group. Again, it's just 15 minutes outside of Denver in Lakewood. Very convenient. Very nice, very helpful, and a very free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam today. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use the promo code DNVR25 because when you do that, you'll save 25% off your entire purchase of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life-altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me as always, or kind of even reuniting, not quite as always as we wish we could always could be, the beat writer team of Patrick Lyons and Michaela Perkins. What's happening, guys? No baseball today. Oh, sad day. Sad day. Rain day. No baseball. Just DNVR Rockies podcast, which I'm okay with. That's something. Yeah, that works. Yeah. You know, we got an hour of entertainment. I think that'll be fun today. Yeah. It, it, I hear that it's it's more entertaining than some on-field products. So you know what? we're going to give you an hour of fun for at least that much, right? <laughs> Quote across the top, the DNVR Rockies podcast. It's more entertaining than some on-field products. <laughs> He's not wrong, folks. So You should trademark uh, that. Put it on a t-shirt. Straight up. Yeah. Send it over to Weedham. Along with the Silver Linings podcast. That's, that's another one. I love that one. That's a good one. I do too. I do too. Uh, so if we get some time at the end, we'll, we'll talk a little bit of actual on-field baseball stuff. That, that'll actually come up in what we're doing today, which is playing a little would you rather. And this, these are going to be questions really for all of us. I, I did kind of have uh, each of you in mind for certain ones that are supposed to be more challenging for different people here. But I think we're all going to be able to answer these. Some of them are going to be related to the Rockies. Some of them just baseball at large. And some of them just life in general, out there living life, having fun. But let's start with the big one because this is really the kind of formatting. Uh, this was inspired by something. I, I think this is a Zach Stevens thing over on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Um, and he, he likes to frame stuff in this way. And so he, he would do something like this. Would you rather the Rockies win one World Series in the next 10 years? Yes. But then never again in your lifetime? Or... The Rockies become a perennial postseason team for the next 15 years, but never win the World Series in that time. Does after that, mean, whatever. Okay, so they could win a World Series after that 15 years? After the 15 years is up, again, everything's on. Hmm. Okay, so what's interesting in this scenario, if you really put yourself into it, you, I guess once you choose it, you know that you know what world you're in. Right. You, you know, like, oh man, this team is so good. And then after maybe the second or third year that they go to the postseason and they get knocked out in the first or second round, whatever it may be, you go, oh, that's, that's right. I picked this scenario in which they're, they're not going to win it for 15 years. So you're going to be aware of that. That being said, I would choose the one in which you don't win a world series, because if you are a perennial contender, that means for this organization, you pick the right GM from outside your organization. There's a you know, team president that's functioning, president of baseball operations. You've gotten the, the situation a lot in America market, uh, you know, really tied together. You're drafting, you're developing, you're doing every single thing right. And everyone, everyone around the nation is picking the Rockies to, to win the NL West. You're winning some NL Wests. That's also, that's almost as good as a World Series. Let's face it. It's a regular season World Series uh, in, in a sense, in some ways. So, uh, I would pick that scenario because I know year 16, they might win 
They might go on a run, and it's now going to be a dynasty. It's something that they can bank on and say, you know what? We were very good for 15 years. We figured Coors Field out. We've we've developed these hyperbaric chambers for our players to sleep in. I am really excited about this. When when does this happen? When do we start the 15-year cycle? Because right. year 16 is what it's all about. Trust the process. I don't think sure. anyone's ever said that. Trust the process. Yeah, I totally agree with Patrick. I would rather have a perennial playoff team for 15 years and not have them win a World Series in that time frame. Um, obviously, we've never seen anything like that as Rockies fans. So, you know, having a team, like Patrick said, that's good enough to make the playoffs every year means that they're doing everything right. They're drafting, they've got the right GM, all that good stuff. So definitely would take that option. I think watching one World Series and then never again in my lifetime is like out of the question. Like that was like what Cubs fans went through for the past 108 years before the World Series win. Um, so I couldn't, I, I don't think I could do that. Like I've waited this long, not having a world series. I can wait another <laughs> 15 years until they, until they can win one after that. Um, if you can make it this long without watching the Rockies win a world series, you can keep going. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'd take the second option. I think that one's kind of easy. I don't know. I could be crazy, but. I know people who are with our guy Will here in the comments, and uh, the Broncos guys are are this way with a lot of things. Where they and I, I did try to stack it a little bit more, but it's still that will say you take the championship. You you played it for the parade. It doesn't matter. That's what you take. And anytime you have to guarantee a championship, as we know, so there are teams that go a hundred years without winning a championship in baseball. And if you can guarantee one, and you can get that one parade. Now I'm I'm actually I'm. I'm with both of you here. I, I have the same answer, especially because I think the other thing is we're all very much baseball people. And the thing that I told them on TDSP when this question was asked and almost everyone went the other way is we have 162 of these MFers every, <laughs> you know, and it's just like when your team's good every single year, that's just a lot more winning over the course of that stretch. There's one that's very similar to that. So it kind of keeps the same conversation going. The Rockies win their first division title in the next five years, but don't go to the postseason any of the other four years, or they win the wild card four of the next five years. All right. I, I answered the last one first, Michaela. I'll, I'll strong I think I'm going to go with the first option because winning a wild card, it was like winning a wild card and not going any further, right? Not necessarily. No. I mean, you're, Just you're winning, the wild card. you win the wild card. You may or may not win that game. It, it is. It's a, it's a one game. It's you're, you're, you're taking your right. And we're assuming playoff formatting or whatever. Yeah. Let's assume the playoff formatting stays the same. You've got a one game wild card, four different years to try to win. Or I don't know, because year. like if they're not good enough to get a higher spot in the playoffs than a wild card spot, then they, they might not make a deep run in the playoffs. <laughs> Obviously, once in a blue moon, you get a, a team that wins a wild card game and then goes all the way. But if they're winning a division title, that means they're really good, right? Like they've they've done everything that they needed to do to get to that point. So I don't know. Am I? I don't know. I, 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 I'm going to stick with the division title. I like that. No, that your your reasoning makes sense. I think if it, I think the 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 would you rather scenario that I would like better is that first one about ten years in a World Series, fifteen years perennial contender because I could see some of those things happening. I could even see the Rockies winning the World Series in seven, eight years time. But in this scenario, they win the West in five years. I don't think in reality that will happen. Well, first of all, these are all going to have magical premises. But second of all, like, just move, the, move the window back. Let's say this sure. starts three years from now, right? No, now sure, you sure. got sure. a five-year window. You get to win one division. I'm just saying it, it's kind of funny. Like, just in 2021, uh, just to see here, the, like, well, the World can... <laughs> Series thing is and the perennial contender yeah. is actually more feasible than talking about the next five years because, man, who knows what will actually happen. But you know what, Mikhail? I'm actually – this year where people are going to hear those words. <laughs> right. Mikhail, I actually am going to pick the wild cards. Now, I am very much a guy that, you know, thinks that, that there's a lot of importance with – winning the division as far as the story of the Rockies and, and, and talking about the successes that they've had on the field. And I think that's a little indicative of, of where they've been over the duration of their franchise. But you know what? I want a couple more of those bites of the apple. And again, maybe I'm thinking, you know what? 
if you're making the postseason four to five years, you're doing a lot of things right. And maybe you're able to, to stretch that into year six and year six is when you win the West and, and so on and so forth. And, and it's hard because, you know, uh, it didn't happen in Colorado, but it happened to one of Colorado's own. It happened to Clint Hurdle. Uh, in the beginning of of the 2010s, where three straight seasons, the Pittsburgh Pirates was, were one of the two NL wild cards, and they were totally ousted by uh, the Giants twice and Jake Arrieta when he was at his best with the Cubs. So, yes, that would be incredibly painful, but you know what? Uh, the, those four years that they are in it is going to be really exciting. You don't you don't know that you're not going to win the West, and we still don't know that they're not going to win the World Series. It gets them into the postseason. It puts an exciting product on the field. And, and that's what I would want to see most is more bites at the apple. I like that phrase. I do too. Yeah. That one's that one that this is a really that's a hard one. one. This that's is very one. hard. Yeah. I, what was your take on this? I think I'm I'm mostly with you. I, I get where Michaela's coming from because like that division title is so especially for a franchise that's never had one. And she's also right that like you know, you, you can feel a bit better going into the postseason. Not only are you in a better spot, but you're, you're almost certainly a better team. Uh, you know, I, I do think that, it, you know, you can win 97 games and be a wild card if you're in a division with the Dodgers who won 101 or whatever, right, and still be a really great team. Uh, so there, you can finagle it that way. I just generally, yeah, I like the consistently being competitive, having a chance. You you say bite at the apple. I always used to say get in the dance. Get to the dance. Right. And then see if your moves are working. And, uh, you know, Rockies uh, haven't gotten to the dance ton over the years. So I, I think, again, yeah, I want that consistent, semi-consistent success. All right. Let's go away from, from baseball for just a second. Do one. We'll get, we'll get back into some of these tough ones about the Rockies that make us kind of laugh because, you know, they're magical. Well, we were talking about the Rockies. So were we really on the subject of baseball? And the, yeah, well, right. that's a little blow, but sorry. All right. I had to go there. We're having, we're trying to have some fun today. A little bit, fun, a little bit. Fun. <laughs> All right. Um, Okay, and here we go. Just asking. I'm glad because I wasn't sure if that first one was easy or not, too. So the Jedi's yeah. not also wanting to win the World Series. Cool. Because because we all did go the other way on that one. We right, we got folks that want that want the want the uh, the consistency wild card yep. for the next five years. And I know there are people who agree with Michaela about that division title. Uh, I see him on Twitter all the time. <laughs> um, all right, just for you in your everyday life, you've always got the right outfit, and every outfit's the right outfit. Or you've always got the right hair, and every hair yeah. is the right hair. This one is hard. That's so hard because I check all of those boxes off every day. So it, this is like a downgrade <laughs> thing for this me. Guy, you know what guy. I'm saying? Like this is like whoa. Actually, this I is, do. I've seen this your is hair. a nightmare scenario yeah. for me, regardless of what I end up picking. Ooh. I okay. This one's easier for me because I am the daughter of a hairdresser, and she would literally murder me if I did not pick the hair option. So because of my mom being a hairdresser and her teaching me how to do my hair every single day, I'm going to go with always have the right hair. Your hair is the crown on your head. If you're having a bad hair day, it'll throw off everything, your outfit, your makeup, it doesn't matter. So I'm going to go with the hair option. I can look like a slob in my sweatpants, but have a good hair day and look like a million dollars. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the hair option because my hair is like my most important thing about me. Like I would cry if I didn't have my hair. <laughs> that sounds so shallow. No, no the, the hair's a big deal. Like I, I keep coming back to that and thinking like, I'm, how can I give up my hair? Cause I, I, I love my hair too. And I've grown it long. This is now my Fourth time in my life, I think now that I've I've really grown it out long, and yet I just keep coming back to just saying like you know you can't see your hair right when you go out your business you don't see what your hair looks like and I've I've had those bad hair days but I didn't care because I had a lot of it and I like the like the coloring of my natural hair but when you look down you see what you're wearing you can't unsee that and so for that reason and it's hard I would I would pick the outfit I would need to have my outfit going well because I, I see that I don't see my hair. If my hair is blown all over the place, I know it's crazy, but I don't know how crazy and it's just whatever. So you know what? I see my outfit. It's there. It's in front of me. So I got my outfit on point. 
literally prime example. My hair is done and I have sweatpants on my bottom half. So <laughs> she's like, this isn't just a theory, people. This works it's in happening real life. right now. This is the, the advantage of being virtual. It's I not, look great from here up and then I right. got sweatpants. You live on. your gimmick. You live your gimmick, and that's right on. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? What, what, what do you think I got? Uh, Drew's got some sleep pants on. I'm going, I'm going speedo. Okay. Gym shorts. I bet like gym shorts, like workout shorts. Denim, baby. I got some denim going. You're sitting in jeans? jeans. (gasps) Yeah. PG-13. Not always. Not always. I usually go with some joggers, but I I had to run some errands today. So I'm rocking the denim. What about you, Drew? You going good hair day, which which should include facial. I was going to say, so look, I haven't had a good hair day in about a decade. And I've I've had like one good hair day. And and it was a long time. Even when I had hair, my hair wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, but you're blonde. right. You were blonde. You were a little blonde when you were younger, true. right? True. Yeah. The the blonde hair. Like there was a time I got a. There was like one time in college where I had a He's nice little solid flow. Yeah. So I got to go. I got to go outfit. Even though I do take pride in the beard situation, I, I feel I can do much more of pretending to look better than I do with clothes. Like there's a lot more room for improvement there by dolling the whole situation up. The beard is, is what it is. Just keep it trimmed and it, it does the work. I don't really. Also hat. (laughs) How about hat? Always. What's going with your hair? Hat. I feel like that's like a, this is like a typical gender question though. Like, of course the boys are going to go with an outfit and like a girl's going to go with her hair. Like, I feel like that's about that. I really thought Patrick was going to give us the hair answer there. I was. He I was, didn't. He spent all the time growing out his hair just to pick an outfit. Like. <laughs> it's did. true. He did. Well, we know who's cold in the winter time. The you've got your jacket. So- you've got a couple layers on, but you're letting all the hot air out because you got to get your hair good. <laughs> I just know it's when my practical. hair's not done, not I feel like a slob. Like I just feel gross about myself when my hair is a mess. But like when my hair is done, like I said, I feel like a million bucks right now, but I'm wearing sweatpants. So it, it's. <laughs> we need to enter an era. I was going to say, just wear a hat, man. Like, <laughs> just, gonna this. so wear some hats. That's the game changer right there. Doesn't work. Oh, that's all I. Oh, okay. All right. Um, let's do one just baseball wide one before I get into the reads here. All right. Let's. Oh, no. Let's, let's start with an easier one. Okay. This is again. This this one uh, has magical premise built right into it. This has to do with in-game experience across Major League Baseball. Either would you rather people magically stop doing the wave at baseball games, or you get to pick any one piece of in-game in-game entertainment, and this includes mascots if you want to get totally rid of, or like the tooth trot, or Use any any bit of in-game entertainment. This is so easy. The wave. Oh, my God. I hate the wave. It's so irritating. I've experienced it now working in baseball for two years and then as a fan, and it makes me want to die every single time. I just get this, like, internal visceral reaction where I want to walk up to people and just force them to sit down. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Literally, I was at a Rockies game earlier this year. Trevor Bauer was throwing a no-hitter, and they were doing the wave. I'm like, people, do you not realize what's going on on the field right now? Why are you doing the wave? I I don't care if they game did two. the tooth trot. Game two of the season yeah, the as well. Game two. I don't care if they did the tooth trot every single inning break from here until forever, if that meant that they didn't have to do the wave anymore. I would take that in a heartbeat. Oh, my God, people, stop doing the wave. <laughs> Rockies were in first place in the NOS, best record in the game. That's right. They had swept the Dodgers every single time they had faced them to that point. Facts. I feel like you're just trying to meme your face right now. This is what you need to be watching on YouTube. No, I'm so so frustrated right now over this magical scenario. It makes me so upset. Like I literally in my insides churn when I see people starting to do the wave. I will sit there like this, like the biggest grump in the face of the planet when people start doing the wave and everyone's behind me like, come on, do the wave, do the wave. I'm like, no, stop. This is not the time for the wave. <laughs> now, I that was my initial instinct was the wave, but it brings people so much joy. Right, it brings people so much joy. They do like to go woo and stand up. And brings down. them together. We we sort of need the wave right now. I think in in the world, the world needs more wave. 
uh, coming off this this pandemic. When I was a kid, I used to be one of those wave starters. I was oh. not very, I was not a shy uh, boy. <laughs> At ages ten through sixteen, hey, I was the one in the section getting everybody going and getting everybody uh. started. That being said, yeah, kill the wave, kill the wave. No, Thank you. you need mascots, tooth trot, whatever. It's dumb. It's silly. You're just tri- hoping for someone to trip, get a skinned knee. That's entertaining. Maybe it'll make the highlights on ESPN, which it did. Thank you, Daniel Murphy. Sad <laughs> to say, might have been the highlight of his Rockies career. Might have been. Um, but yeah, get get rid of the wave. Keep the mascots. Keep the fun, silly games. That's fine. I'm fine with that. All right. That's I why guess. minor league baseball is so great because there isn't always guaranteed seating all around the outfield. So you can almost right. never get a full 360 wave. Minor league baseball. It's wave proof. <laughs> I actually realized now that, that we were going through it. I, I mentioned that some of these were designed to be more difficult for one or the other of you. I think that one was designed to be more difficult for my mother. I anticipate her answer uh, high, highly because she cannot stand mascots and she cannot stand the wave. So that'll be. Well, I don't like mascots either, right? Like the concept is terrifying. There's a strange human being and a concept that you're touching and you have no idea who that person is. Yeah. Like, the whole concept is just weird for me. Like, I, I think it's much more applicable for children, but like for like, I just, I hate mascots. They scare me. Um, but What happened to you as a child that you don't, <laughs> you're, you're, you don't like mascots? Okay, I have two irrational fears and I already know I'm going to regret talking about this because I already can see my Twitter mentions in like, 20 seconds after I talk about this. Oh, no. I am deathly afraid of goats and I am deathly afraid of mascots. Okay. But both of those things are just no ghosts for me. Get I this have- girl to a Hartford Yard Goats <laughs> game. <laughs> No, 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 absolutely what not. Mascot. Okay, but that's the funny thing though, is like I've had an a run-in with two of the, like both of those things at the same time before. So I used to work for the Phoenix Mercury, which is the WNBA team in Phoenix. And Diana Taurasi became the all-time leading scorer in the WNBA this season I was working there. So the in-game promotions people thought it would be a brilliant idea to bring live goats into the stadium. The day after she broke the record, while I was there, didn't warning, didn't tell me. So I'm walking into work like, yay, I love my job. And then the Phoenix, Mercury, the Phoenix Mercury mascot is horrifying. I don't know what it is. It's like a kangaroo, purple monster mashup thing, right? The freaking Phoenix Mercury mascot is holding a goat. <laughs> and I wanted to die. I thought I had literally gone to hell because it was... The scariest moment of my life. I'm literally crying (laughs) thinking about it. Like this thing, this giant purple kangaroo is walking towards me with a goat. I had to die. Oh, wow. That is. Susie Hunter, please set this up. We we need to get Michaela, confront her with Chompers and Choo Choo. Yes, those are the names of the Yard Goats mascot. No. Also, Michaela, we will make sure that you are not included in next year's Goaties Awards. You know, <laughs> out of respect for your condition, out of respect. So scary. But yeah, so I would rather hang out with a mascot than I would rather watch people do the wave. Long wow. Story. Wow. That is, now that you know the full context of that, that answer becomes so much more powerful. And yeah. I'll tell you what, if you had Michaela telling a story that included both goats and mascots on today's show, then you better head over to DraftKings Sportsbook and start putting some money down on some stuff because you apparently know what's going on out there in the world. We love it. We love it for betting baseball, basketball, football, hockey, uh, fights whenever those are going on, all kinds of fun stuff that you can place bets on. With baseball, before the game, you got over-unders on runs scored, strikeouts, home runs, who's going to get a hit, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, obviously, you know, picking who's going to win the game. I, I feel like I always forget to mention that one. You can just bet on the standard. Like, I think this team is going to win. Uh, but you can also go at bat to at bat. Uh, again, it makes it a whole lot more fun, whether you're winning or not, If especially if you're betting small dollar amounts like I do, then it really doesn't matter. If you win, it just makes it a whole lot more fun. You get a little extra skin in the game, uh, adds excitement to every single at bat where that guy you bet on to hit a home run is up at the plate. Or if you're watching UFC 262 this weekend, it looks like it's Nate Diaz and Michael Chandler and other people whose names I'm definitely not just reading 
off of this read that we've got from Lindsay, our sales director. But hey, they're doing some MMA uh, and that's where you're going to be able to get your promo code. If you haven't signed up yet, you keep forgetting to, maybe you need to renew something like that. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on the main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. It's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 on select main card fighters for a limited time only. A DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I do not know what kind of animal Scorch is. Uh, on the Phoenix Mercury website, uh, Scorch identifies as a hottie. I know that. But otherwise... <laughs> picture of Can you pull it up right now? It's horrifying. Scorch, uh, yeah, a, pur a purple fox. Uh, I've, I've even seen here. It's uh, it's, it's unique. It's unique to say say the least. I thought maybe you were might have been traumatized by, again, similarities here. Uh, Socks the fox from the Colorado Springs Sky Sox. No, see that one wasn't too bad because I don't have as much of an issue with like. I just hate it when they're overly large and like not real things. Like a fox is like a real thing. And like also Socks the Fox had just like a fox head and then like it was his oh my god. <laughs> I hate it. Look at the eyes. No warning. That's my, I I gotta say, I'm I'm with Mac on that. This is nice. Look at its eyes. Its eyes. What's, oh, what's up with this what one? What is oh that? Why is that happening? Kind of has ears like eyes. a bat. The body is not great. Oh my god, it's so it's horrible. Great. But if I remember, Socks the Fox had just like a fox head, right? And then it was like an actual human body. But human legs. That's kind of weird. Uh, That's kind of weird. I, I don't know. Pants on the legs. That doesn't trigger me as much as that. the other option. <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, that's making me need to reach for a Breck brew. I don't have one right on me. I'm gonna get one as soon as this is done. I'll tell you that right now. I got my Breck brews. I got myself this. I got. Oh, I do have one. Ha ha. <laughs> there was, how about that? That's how you know I've always got those 15 can samplers not too far away from me. You can reach in, grab that Hot Peak IPA. Boom, delicious beer. Uh, you can also get a 15 can sampler of seltzer seltzies. As we call them, I'm getting used to it. I'm doing it. I'm nailing it. Whatever. I'm nailing it. It's fine. Uh, and you get a bigger one when you're a member and you come down to the DNVR bar. Subscribe to the DNVR.com today. When you do that, you get all kinds of stuff. Access to the written content, discounts on shirts and hats and stuff like that constantly. The bigger beer. Access to the Discord channel. We'll hook you up with a free shirt when you order the annual. And a free stick. Holistic stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. 10 milligrams of CBD stirred into a drink. Nice and tasty stuff. Focused on... Uh, it's on focused on focus and relaxation and centering yourself. I love that stuff. A real, real big fan of them. Check out the reviews at holisticwellness.com. H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K wellness.com. And once you've got that free stick, do use the promo code DNVR30 to get 30% off there. But become a member of the family today. Totally worth it. I wrote a big, long, like 2,500 word thing on how to fix the Rockies today. You can only go and read it if, uh, if you're a member. So. I didn't just write it today. I said that. I wrote it. I wrote it. It took a long time to write. I published it today. And you and you also, I believe, sent a, a Word document to dick.monford right. at rockies.com. Because if he's not a subscriber, which he may be, but just in case, we should keep that stuff private. You, you should, he should have it. He should have a copy of those five things to do to fix the Rockies too, right? And hopefully he reads it on his iPad. We'll see. There. We'll see. I can neither confirm or deny that there were a couple of points when I was writing. I was thinking, God, I hope he reads this. <laughs> I wonder if he has any like teachers uh, still alive when he was a little kid that knows him as like Richie. Like, yeah. oh, Richie, I, you're, you're doing I so well. I watched a video today and someone referred to him as Richard Monfort. And I was like, oh, oh. right. That's his name. Yeah. Um, Some people know him as Richie where he, he grew up, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get back into these would you rathers. Got several more fun Rockies ones. Uh, let's do some for this season that maybe feel a little more in the realm of reality. Would you rather Rymel Tapia wins the batting title or Ryan McMahon plays in the All-Star game? All right, I got my answer. Michaela, would you like to go or would you like to I think to I'd rather watch Rymel Tapia win a batting title. Hmm. Okay. Because every team 
has a person representing them at the All-Star game, right? Yes. So I feel like an All-Star nod, while it's cool, it's not as special as winning a batting title because like a batting title is not something that like you're guaranteed, like you're not, like one person from your team isn't guaranteed. One in all of the league. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. It, yeah it's much right. more prestigious. That's why I, I also pick Ryan Altapia for that reason, yeah. because even if it is Trevor Story is the only all-star for the Rockies this year, let's say, you go, ah, bummer, but whatever. Uh, you know, there's not going to be a Ryan McMahon all-star game bobblehead next year, but there very well could be one of Ryan Altapia with uh, the crown on top of his head. There's beautiful blonde dreadlocks coming out. Uh, maybe maybe a bobble lock. Uh, a bobblehead where, like, uh-huh. you know, you tap his hair and his and his dreadlocks, you know, bobble a little bit, whatever. Like he's running through the outfield. That would be really cool. That would be prestigious. It's funny because yeah, every year the Rockies have had an All Star because it's guaranteed, and two out of every three years the Rockies has won uh, the batting title. So sure, yes, the Rockies do have a lot of batting champions in their history. Thank you, Coors Field, being very large. Uh, amongst other things. But you know what? It's still a lot more prestigious. And I, I would actually prefer to see that as well. And and it gives fans something to watch late in the season too. After after the All-Star game goes past, <laughs> yeah. it's done. You're waiting so, for the next year's bargaining chip. But right now, Ryan Maltapia, get it going for him. You're watching that all the way in September. That's the one thing you can watch for, right? And it also is like more meaningful when it's like a person like Ryan Maltapia, right? Like we watched this kid work so hard and it's just like you want him to do well because of the human that he is not because that he's just like a good baseball player um, because you know how much that would mean to him, how significant that would be for him. So that's why I went that direction. Um, obviously drew, I know you're also right. Mount Tavia biased. So okay. hopefully yeah. you agree with me, but um, yeah, me I, just would love, yeah. I would love for him to win, get, win a batting title just because I know how much that would mean to him personally. What would you rather see more than that then? Like what would be, I mean, certainly anyone winning Cy Young. I was going to say you a Cy Young. Yeah. yeah, obviously. That's an that's a gimme. John Gray yeah. winning a Cy Young would be pretty cool. Right. I thought about putting that down, but then I thought maybe I was stretching it. I wanted this one to be a little bit more in the the realm of reality because Rockies pitchers never won a Cy Young award that'd be, That's and Yes, that's yeah, so, huge. So I think that's the obvious. I think we, we would all go clean sweep the other way and say John Gray winning a Cy Young would be cool yeah. than Tapia winning the batting title. Despite the fact that I've been calling for Rymel Tapia to win a major league batting title since he was like in double A. <laughs> like for me personally, it'd be way more rewarding. Um, but no, yeah. Tapia, uh, Tapia winning a batting title or – the Rockies just straight up heist of another team in a trade for Trevor Story. Talking like two top 100 prospects, throwing a third guy that maybe is coming off Tommy John well, surgery. Yeah, you got to take the trade in that situation, I, right? Because that's like a long-term success sure. for your team. Okay. Which, where, yeah, you know, Tapia's going to do his thing. I do have a couple built around that, that type of idea, though, here for mm. you, Patrick. Um, so you could do um, – oh, shoot, where was it? Where do we have they? to pick a top 100 prospect that the Rockies get? Grayson Rodriguez, uh, D.L. Um, Hall, Adley Rutschman. Okay, so either the Rockies can extend Trevor's story but mm. trade Charlie Blackman as part of a long rebuild, or they make Blackman a lifer, they trade Trevor's story, and they get a faster rebuild. I hate you for this. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, there, there's a lot of details in that one, but I, I think the second one I, I I like more. Go ahead, give give Charlie, you know, extend him a couple years if you want, or just give him a series of, of one year deals like the Red Sox did with David Ortiz. Whatever, that's fine. They've got the money to spend. Keep him around as this veteran presence. That's fine. But yes, if it speeds up the rebuild, to, you know, whether or not Charlie Blackman's on this team or not has little or nothing to do with how successful they're going to be in the future, right? So, all right, keep him around. And get better a little bit quicker. So yeah, you're gonna have to trade Trevor Story. I'll, I'll take that second scenario. I hate this question. I know this one was Wait. definitely. Remember when I said <laughs> this was designed to be difficult on you? Yeah, okay. Good. In the first, in the first option, they trade Charlie, but don't get as high rated prospects back. Right. So the but the, they do extend Trevor Story, right? Right. 
like for life or whatever, right? Like, so Trevor Story is just going to be here. And, it's going to be at least an eight-year deal. Yeah. Sure. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That's so hard because, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so, like, our farm system isn't great right now, right? But, like, right. the people. That's a kind way of saying it. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Um, I guess. Um. Okay, I'll go with. Oh no, I can't. Would do it this. help you? Would it help you if Zinger <laughs> announced his engagement to Scorch? Absolutely not. Okay, um, sorry, I, sorry, Drew. I'm out on this one. I can't uh, help you anymore. I guess, like, I would rather see a quicker rebuild because I think that's what the Rockies need to be like a contender sooner rather than later. And I don't like Charlie's my favorite player on the roster, so like I don't. I hate the idea of him staying around, but I think Trevor's the better player, uh, which is why you phrased the question that way. Yep. Um, I think I'll go with the second option just because I would rather the team rebuild faster. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think, I, I think again, a, a clean sweep there, but I, I wondered if I could entice you the other way on that. You almost had me. You almost had Especially me. with the the promise of a, a Trevor Story extension and the idea that, yeah. and if you look at some of the, um, you know, we just did TikTok, get on TikTok. I did a TikTok, everyone. I ticked and I believe I talked. Yeah, uh, simultaneously. Yeah, right there. Uh, but, you know, a, a certain shortstop that we're talking about right now, you know, did not make the top 10, uh, but he is already at age 27 you know 28 years old very close and so if you extended him eight years he could become all-time mr rocky you know but you're like yeah the, the right answer is rebuild faster there i think um okay let's do one more of these type of rockies ones and then we'll go away from the rockies for just a minute uh let's do okay this one i want to make sure we absolutely get into so let's do it now Ooh, okay okay Either the Coors Field narrative finally dies forever and retroactively. So, again, this is like magical. Like every baseball fan and writer in America wakes up tomorrow morning and it's like, oh, man, I never realized how good Pedro Estacio was. You know, like all, and all of it simultaneously. Right. Or the Rockies win their first NL West title sometime in the next five years. But everybody calls it a fluke. Everybody but us calls it a fluke. It's in the headline. Every newspaper, every TV station, everyone but us says the Rockies fluke into their first ever NL West title. And the Coors Field narrative remains. Or no title, and the Coors Field narrative dies. That is an easy one. You gotta, do you, 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 gotta, you got something there, Michaela? No, I need a second to think about it. All right. In the first scenario, we the fans and the knowledgeable fans of DNVR Rockies win. We win because, hey, look, now you realize we were right. We understood what was going on, but the team loses. So the fans also lose. But in the second scenario, your team wins. And the same thing continues to happen. No one gets it. No one understands. But guess what? We don't, we don't need you, national media. We don't need you, East Coast, West Coast biased, because we get it. We, we're still right. We still know what the heck is going on, but the Rockies end up doing the damn thing. So I'm going to take the second scenario, even if, you know, after that big parade and what have you uh, is over, it's going to be back to the same thing and having those conversations and those arguments and everything all over again. I'll take that. If that, that has to be my penance for the Rockies going on to, to win it, I'll take that second scenario. Oh yeah, that's tough. I mean, like, I don't know. I look at like the teams that have like their World Series title discounted, like the Astros in 2017, and then the Dodgers last year for only being 60 games. And that's like tough. It sucks when your like team wins a World Series and everyone's like, it was a Mickey Mouse World Series or you didn't really earn it. There's Ugh. not very many of those. There and, and it was only after yeah. the fact. That's that's the thing with the Astros, they still got to celebrate like they did it. And it's only yeah. now after retroactively. Right. So yeah. That's and like so we all bad. live, like we live with the the Coors Field bias every single day. Like it's just become a part of our like. When anyone does anything good, you already know it's going to be like, well, the outfield in Coors Field. So 
Yeah, I guess I'll go just with the second that. option. <laughs> I know, right? I guess I'll go with the second option too, just because like we already live with that bias and like we're just like, well, whatever, you can think what you want. And I guess that's just the attitude you have to have about it. But it is tough when you see like people discounting. I mean, I don't feel bad for the Dodgers at all. And I still call it the Mickey World Series win. But um, like, I can't imagine how Dodgers fans feel. I don't really care how they feel because they're Dodgers fans. But like, I imagine it sucks having everyone say that your World Series title is a Mickey Mouse World Series title, just like everyone says that about Trevor Bauer's Cy Young Award. So uh, I mean, as long as you have an attitude of like, it's us against the world, like whatever. Um, and we got a title, we got to celebrate. So thanks for the title. And we love our very large outfield. <laughs> Mile thumbs up and that also Dodgers so also the Dodgers have lost five straight series first time since 2017 right. so wild. wild sure yeah that was a fluke last year um I like it yeah right go with it uh I want <laughs> I want I want the first one again a five-year stretch in the grand scheme of Major League Baseball it is what it is I've never been quite as enamored with just winning you know the National League uh it, it, I for me, it's like, and I do think I've always been of the opinion that the uh, the narrative does more than just kind of annoy the crap out of us and and just be bad press. That it actually detracts quality baseball players from either wanting to come here or from staying here. And so I think there could be long term benefits to everybody in the baseball media world waking up and realizing the truth about this place. And so you like know, it could point. be a scenario where you you build longer term success because of that rather than, you know, it, it's hard to take away the guaranteed wins. I'm uh, you're, you guys aren't wrong by any means you go you, mm, what that win, but I feel like there could be a bigger longer term impact from just getting that monkey off of the back of this team and allowing them to, to build. Or we could win the title and get so annoyed with everyone discounting it that we just decide to move the make the make the outfield smaller, smaller, move it, move the tracking and all that good stuff, and we don't ever have to hear it again. Pragmatic just, answers to my magical questions. Just have the, yeah, just have the green monster going all the way from the left exactly. to the outfield to the right, but it's purple. It's the purple monster. The purple monster. Boom. I'm down. The purple monstrosity. That would be an even better name. Let's do it. So into it. Two birds, one stone. We get a title and we fix the outfield. So we never um, have to hear about the Coors Field bias again. How are the three of us not GM right now? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Look, I know Dan O'Dowd and Bill Guy that couldn't figure it out together. But three people. Three That's is the number to do it. Yes. Two. Everybody yes. Venmo us a dollar and we'll get enough money to buy the Rockies. And then we'll be the ownership group of the Colorado Rockies. Right. Also, tell 14,000 people you know to... <laughs> Venmo us a dollar, and then I bet you we'll be at least halfway there. That's yeah. right. Yep. I think you've done that math correctly. Thank you. All right. Major League Baseball one for you here. Um, and and this one, this one was designed to be pretty tough on all of us, actually. So either Major League Baseball expands, adding four new teams. And that makes the sense. Okay. You you we can all Decide wherever you want those teams to go, or however many teams. It doesn't matter. Pick the whatever the fuck. And then, um, where's my or minor league baseball makes a triumphant returns and indie league success surpasses all expectations. In other words, indie and minor league baseball become a thing, just a big, huge, fun thing again in America that regularly sold out ballparks everywhere you know minor and, and then but for the next 20 years we still have 30 major league baseball teams or Ooh. minor league baseball you know it, it's in the hands of the fates whatever happens happens indie baseball in the hands of the fates it, it it works or it doesn't but we get to expand major league baseball to a few extra cities this is an easy one for me do you want me to go patrick or do you want to go yeah yeah let's hear it Okay, so I actually did my senior dissertation on minor league baseball and the quality of life that minor league baseball players have to deal with in order to get a shot at playing in the big leagues. So I'm a little biased on the situation because, you know, I have a lot of friends who are in the minor league system now. I have a couple of friends who play indie ball, and I know firsthand from talking with them 
and being their friend, what they have to endure in order to have a shot at their dreams. And it's one of the very few things that actually makes me really upset because I think the way minor league baseball players and indie league baseball players are treated is not acceptable. Um, and so obviously I'm going to pick the success of minor league baseball because obviously if it's successful, then their pay can increase, their quality of living can increase, and they don't have to struggle so hard to get a shot at their dreams. Um, my senior dissertation was awesome, but it was also very hard just because um, getting to know those players and getting to understand the struggle of what it means to be a minor league baseball player was infuriating. Um, so. That one's easy for me, although I will say if Major League Baseball does expand, they have to put a team in Nashville. I am so pro Nashville <laughs> Major League Baseball team. I'd love to see one in Vegas, one in New Orleans. Um, I don't know where the fourth would go. Maybe Montreal, get the Expos back. But um, yeah, I would definitely go with Minor League Baseball. I think those kids work so hard. They're some of the hardest working people that I know, and they don't make a lot of money, and they have to do some crazy stuff just to get a shot at their dreams. And I think that's really unfair. So Miley baseball all the way. I, I can't argue at that point, but what I can argue is that if you expand by two to four teams, two teams puts you at 32, you can have 16 in each league, four divisions. Not only do the Rockies two clearly feel different. like a big enough weight on the other side. I know it does. I know you're. I know you're uh, intent. Yeah. It could be go six, you're right. and then the, you get eighteen and eighteen. I thought about six, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, something could interestingly happen with that. Yeah, but I understand your sentiment. Um, not only does that benefit us right here, because now the Rockies would move to a new division where they would play against teams that were a little bit closer to their time zone. That might even potentially have an impact. On their success going forward, Who check out say? Drew Creaseman's piece. Check out Drew Creaseman's uh, recent article here on dnvr.com. Um, so that obviously clearly benefits the Rockies. But you know what also ends up happening? Eight new minor league baseball teams all around the country, right? Each, each of those uh, 43 different markets that lost out on minor league baseball, well, not eight of them get to come back, maybe in some different ones, right? Um, that then, then means that independent baseball – is now going to have an opportunity for eight new places. Maybe a place like Boulder goes and gets, or Longmont gets a team in the Pecos League, something uh, that I know, in fact, the Pecos League has uh, even discussed and kicked around this idea that they could uh, have a team somewhere else in Colorado, north of Denver. Um, there's a lot of potentials for that. And I would hope with that, yes, you know, minor league baseball would still uh, continue to, to thrive a little bit and um, we can still go ahead and pay those minor leaguers a lot more. You're right. Uh, there, I, I can't dispute that at all. But uh, I think if, if you did have that expansion, there would be this interesting trickle-down effect. And all those guys that have made all of those sacrifices, now there's going to be an additional 52 guys, right? Two 26-man rosters that are all going to be making at least a minimum of $500-plus as a new player. And so yeah. that is going to have this impact in the game as well. So for me, that's why I'm going with the expansion, but minor league baseball, just huge success. I love that as well. Like I said, this, this was designed to be tough on all of us. Cause I know we all love and care about minor league baseball so much and, and baseball outside of the majors. I'm inclined to agree with Patrick on this one. Um, it's, it's not as, as good. Um, as just all of it succeeding, getting a few more, but you're right. There, there would be, I think a little bit of that trickle down and, and you can bring baseball to some. Uh, yeah. It, it's just that one. I think that's the toughest one on here. Well, actually there's one other one Rockies related that right. I think is really tough that I want to get to at the end here, but that one was, that one was hard. Even writing it. I was like, I don't know where I'm going to go on this one. Uh, that, that, it's a feel good. It's a feel good either way you go on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I tried to make choice. more of these be too, uh, tough, too good choices than tough, too bad choices, <laughs> which is usually how the would you rather game goes. But um, having some fun out here. Again, like I said, a couple last ones before we get out of here, but also got to remind you about our friends at Gabby Insurance, GABI.com. Just forget a better insurance. That's exactly what they do. They just get you a better insurance. You're probably paying too much for your home or car insurance. I was paying about 480 bucks a year more than I needed to. Took me less than 10 minutes at GABI.com slash DNVR. Hooked me up with a ton of quotes. I was just able to pick the one I liked the best. Boom. More John Madden. I'm going to hear that every time. We're going to have to make a... The Drew Goodman came on the podcast. John Madden 
graphic. Boom. Every time we say it. Uh, you just saving money. That's all you do. No text messages, no emails, no phone calls. Doesn't cost you a thing, not a dime. Just go and save yourself some money at gabi.com slash DNVR. And when you've got that money saved up, you can spend it over at Hassle Cattle Company, which is what I do. I just placed my $200 order last night because you get free shipping when you do that. That's after using promo code DNVR10 to save 10% off. Get all kinds of stuff. I loaded up on the ground chuck and the ground beef. Got about 15 pounds of that stuff coming my way. Got five pounds of the bacon on the way. You got some filet steaks. You got some ground chuck. You got some roast in there. Got some smoked sausage coming this way. All this stuff. Absolutely fantastic. Delicious. Could change your life. Uh, they, cheat, they treat the animals well. Treat your wallet well. Treat your taste buds well. Wagyu beef from Hassle Cattle Company. Absolutely fantastic. H-A-S-S. E-double-L, cattlecompany.com. All right. And uh, let, let's do a non-baseball one, then I'll ask the last big Rockies one I want to do. I've got a few others on here, but we'll save them for another even rainier day. Um, all right. Would you rather an all-expense paid vacation for one week anywhere you want in the world, or you get to eat whatever meal you want just that you could dream up every night for the next month, any meal cooked by, you know, at whatever quality you get to pick every night for the next month or that week long, all expense paid vacation. Send me on vacation, baby. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love to travel. And where are you going? What? And, and where? Because if, if you pick that answer, you have to tell us where you're, you're going. I think I would go to um, the Northern European countries. So do like Switzerland, Denmark, um, that whole area of the world. I've That's like my dream to go there. My family is from there. If you couldn't tell by my blonde hair and my blue eyes. You mean Scandinavia? Um, <laughs> You've got a Scandinavia then. Yes, I am okay. very Scandinavian. So I would love to go see that those countries that's always been a bucket list item of mine and I love traveling, but unfortunately working in sports, as you both know, there is not a lot of opportunity to travel. Um, that's kind of the payoff that we make for having cool jobs is working nights, weekends, weird times of the year, all that good stuff. So I haven't traveled as much as I would like to. The places I have been have been amazing and have just kind of given me like a little bit of a travel bug. And it would be like my dream to go kind of see where my family originally is from in the Scandinavian countries um, and connect with my fellow blonde hair, blue eyed people. <laughs> Phenomenal. I, I don't know where I'd want to go, but I, I would take the travel one. I'm I enjoy my food as, as much as the next person, but I feel like that's that's one of the best parts of traveling is you get to enjoy the local cuisine, even right. if you have to pay for it yourself, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because one of the next big trips I'm I'm thinking um, I've been eyeing up is going to Ireland. Mm. And I don't know if you know this, but Ireland, not really known for its cuisine. Um, there's only so many ways you can prepare a potato. So that really wouldn't be First too of all, exciting. how dare you? I mean, I can. <laughs> no, I know, right? Patrick, so I was, was going to say, but I'm sure the two of us have, yeah. I'd love to go to Iceland, which is, it's not technically part of Scandinavia, but, and they, you know, their cuisine, I don't know, is, is all that great. Very high in fish, uh, obviously, but, but there's plenty of other places around the world where, again, you go, even if you just go to Southern California, go to San Diego, go to LA, the food that they have there can be so much different. Um, and you get to experience that and live the life of a Southern Californian or a Hawaiian if, if you're interested in going out there, which I'd, I'd love to do that. So I'd, I'd take the travel over uh, the great food as, as much as it would be to literally have Hassle Cattle Company every single night and for every single meal. That, would be, Although that really would be – I'm going to have to change my mind now that I say that. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't go with the food option, though, because I can't cook to save a life. Um, I literally buy my, like, pre-made meals from Sprouts in little tubs. <laughs> so I am very food challenged, um, and I would die to have someone cook for me because I could burn water. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I would love to travel. But the food option was difficult. That was, that was a difficult one for me because I am – so challenged my future husband is going to be highly disappointed in my abilities to be a <laughs> typical wife so sorry in advance <laughs> uh 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I would, I would also travel and somewhere tropical and warm. It doesn't really matter where, as long as there aren't too many bugs, I just need to be on a beach and away from isolated beach somewhere warm. I don't think you could have tropical without the bugs. I, I know that's my that's I think the big problem, right? Come I mean, together. Yeah, I know. That's Scottsdale, you're like, okay, I mean, I'll take that kind of, <laughs> And then you get like, uh, you know, some type of spider or scorpion stinging in your toe. Dude, and you know, totally. it's over. They got scorpions down there. It's crazy. All right. I got this one last Rockies one for you. And it's a doozy. It's a big one. It's philosophical. It's a thinker. Mm. And here it is, either right now or in the next several months, the Colorado Rockies hire Clint Hurdle to be the president of baseball operations, or Dick Monfort sells the team, but you have no idea to who, and the person is not from Colorado and has never lived here. I, this one's easy for me too. I don't know if I'm just like not as close to the situation. So it's easier for me, but I would take Clint Hurdle as our president of baseball operations. I love Clint Hurdle. I think he's the perfect person for that job. And I think if we're living in a world where Montfort selling the team isn't an option, unlike this question right now, I think having someone like Clint work for the Rockies is the best way to kind of help write the ship. Um, I think you know, you can have Fiesel on the the operational side, the business side, um, you know, making sure that the Rockies are making money and are in the green zone, right? And then you have Clint taking care of everything on the field baseball-wise. And I think um, I, I, he's just so well-respected in the world of baseball. Um, I think that solves a lot of issues that the Rockies have. Um, I think he's really good. He's a good people person. I think, you know, he walks into a clubhouse and everyone's like, Clint, like very opposite of the Jeff Reddish situation we just got out of. Um, and, you know, I, uh, it's hard because look, I get it. I understand why everyone wants Montfort to sell the team and doesn't think Montfort's the right person to own the Rockies. But if you just kind of take a step back and realize like everything that he's done for the community and like developing that lower downtown area, you know, building all that great stuff, um, it has been a huge, it's, it's a huge deal for Denver and like that area of Denver. And I love that. And I think he's a great real estate person, baseball person. No real estate. Yes. We love that for him. Um, but I think, you know, I would jump at any opportunity to get Clint work to work for this team. Um, like I said, I think he, he checks so many boxes that the Rockies have never had in the past. And he also fixes a lot of issues that, um, I think the Rockies need help with like on paper. Um, and I don't mind Monfort being the owner of the team, as long as he's nowhere near decision-making and he doesn't have any say or, <laughs> um, involvement with baseball operations, unless it's signing a check. Um, so <laughs> that's where I go with that, but I, I'm sure people will highly disagree with me, especially the not firing Monfort, uh, take. <laughs> okay. Michaela is team Monfort. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah. That's how that feels. That's compelling right. argument. That. That's exactly compelling how argument that feels for Michaela Monfort. But I think if like Clint is here, then that like opens up a whole new prospect pool for people who want to work with him. Managers, general managers, players that love Clint. Like it's just there's like a whole new world of opportunity. And in the other situation, we don't know who Dick's selling the team to. And there are lots of bad owners in any sport. I Roberts are Dick Monfort clearly like, isn't one. You. We get it. We know why you love Dick Monfort. <laughs> no, 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 stop it. You made it clear. There's uh, oh my god, there's some awful owners out <laughs> no, there. But no, clearly no, no, Dick no. Monfort is no, 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 no. not. We Guys, I'm not pro Monfort, okay? Please don't come for me in my Twitter mentions. But I'm just saying, like, there are plenty of bad of examples of bad owners in every sport, not in just America, but in Europe with like soccer, like it's all, it's like a issue that like exists everywhere. So like, there's no guarantee that you but don't get in Colorado. Someone that's <laughs> Monfort. This guy. But not in Colorado, right? Oh. We hear you, Michaela. Very compelling. You oh, may have even changed my mind. 
don't you back may, down. Don't look, let we, we get, we get, <laughs> you're we get, right. we know who's you coming right. in, right? We know Clint Hurdle's coming into this team in this situation. We don't know who this team is getting sold to, and it could be worse than Monfort. So there's always that possibility, and I'm not willing to take that chance, especially because I appreciate what Monfort's done for the city of Denver, not the Colorado Rockies, but for the city of Denver. So I think, I mean, this choice is easy, but I know Patrick's about to disagree with me. <laughs> We've agreed on a lot of things so far here today. Um, and again, very compelling <laughs> argument about why, you know, Dick Monfort is as great as he is, as you said. Uh, Team Monfort all the way. I get it. Uh, I'm going to take the mystery, uh, the mystery owner. I'm going to go with option B uh, for numerous reasons. Again, I, I think as long as Dick Monfort is at the helm of the Colorado Rockies, there will be some limitations. Uh, doesn't guarantee that they can't win a World Series with him there. Uh, I just think it uh, increases the likelihood that it won't happen uh, with him at the helm. And so as far as this mysterious owner goes, the Rockies have a lease uh, with the city of Denver to use Coors Field for what will still be another 25 years. So again, I certainly wouldn't want to uh, write the, the, the death note or uh, uh, to, to work on the gravestone of the Colorado Rockies and say, yeah, in 26 years, they're going to be gone. And who cares about that? No, because I do care about that. But Denver is one of only 13 cities in the United States to have all four major sports teams. Uh, it is one of the smallest of those 13. But uh, since its media market extends, you know, like 600 miles, whatever it is, that makes it very lucrative. So no matter where this person is from and is going to buy the team, you're not going to find a better market than Denver. So I don't see that happening where they move. They're going to stay at Coors Field. They might have to negotiate uh, and build a new facility in like Commerce City or, you know, they're continuing to develop further and further out east by the airport. We can cross that bridge when we get to it. But a brand new owner doesn't necessarily uh, guarantee that anything's going to happen. We've we've seen what happened in, uh, in Tampa Bay. They have a lease with Tropicana and they cannot get out from that lease uh, no matter how hard they try. So uh, I'm not as scared off by this this mystery owner, and uh, and I think it would almost guarantee to be uh, some kind of an improvement there. Option B. No, I'm with Michaela 100 percent of the way. This team offered two on this, team offered. This, this is very very easy. <laughs> the other direction. No, I I I no, I, I get everything that you're saying, but um, uh, and and we've hashed out a lot of this before. I don't think he's anywhere near as bad as he's been made out to be. Uh, a lot of the times I think Michaela's point about it can be worse is something people so regularly assume that it can't look at what just happened with the Mets and, and Cohen and all this stuff and all of this elation over, Oh my God, they finally got the right guy. And then a week and a half into his tenure, it turns out he's fostered a hostile environment toward women in the workplace, everywhere he's ever been both physically and sexually abusive environments. And so it's like, you know, she's not wrong to bring up the uh, the real estate stuff and the, the it can be worse. And there's no guarantee of, you know, winning the New York Mets through all of it. The last time they won a World Series was the year I was born. Depending on what day that happened, I was either in this. If it was before the 18th, I had not yet been born. They the have not lost the a World Mets. Series under new ownership. I will say that. <laughs> also true. Well, and too, like. I think I've seen, cause like I worked in the Phoenix market for six years and you know, they had major issues with Robert Sarver being the owner of the Suns. Everybody and their mother was calling for Robert Sarver to sell the team. And then, you know, Robert made some front office changes. He hired, you know, a really good basketball operations mind. He got the right head coach in there. And then he had a come to Jesus moment where he's like, I'm going to sit back a little bit on basketball. Cause he was very much like Monfort in the way that he wanted to be involved in basketball decision-making where he really shouldn't have been. And so, you know, he brought in all these new people, all these new people said, we thank you for this opportunity, but we're just going to take over from here. We'd love to have your input every now and then, but like, and this is my understanding from covering the team and the, the Suns are in the playoffs this year. They went from winning 19 games in a season to now winning over 40 games and clinching a playoff berth after Robert made all those moves. So it obviously didn't fix all the issues, but I've seen what happened right. when a horrible owner who everybody wants out can take a good, strong look in the mirror and say, okay, like these are the decisions I need to make in order to have a successful team. And then it works. Like the Suns are in the playoffs and they went from 19 winning seasons to, or 19, 19 wins in a season to <laughs> yeah. 
40, for a 40 plus win season and they're in the playoffs. So, I mean, I've seen what happens when that happens. So I'm a little biased in that, but I think it could always be worse. And I do love that point. And that, that is, that does make one hopeful. I, I know Sarver uh, bought the team in 2004. So uh, he, he was able to kind of learn his lesson. Whereas, you know, unfortunately we're going into what, 30 years uh, with, with Dick Monfort at the helm. And, you know, when does he learn that lesson? But you're right. You, you can hope. And we're seeing change as, as, as Drew has been pointing out, there has been that, that change going around. So you, we can, we can hope for it. it you know what you're saying? Like, you don't know who the next guy could be. It's the devil, you know, versus the devil. You don't. And right. You got to be careful what you wish for. It's, well, and in the this other is part the of it, again, one. you they, saved it last. Right, it's right. The one. Exactly. And I, I think the other point of it is too, if you've got, Clint Hurdle coming in. That would be the biggest signal Maybe, of right? all time uh, that there has been actual change. So I'm kind of sure. getting to have my cake and eat it too with that part yeah. of it. If because it, it's right. like, well, if Hurdle comes in and he's the president of baseball operations, and then you're still going outside of uh the organization for a GM or whatever. I didn't even have that in this equation at all. You assume Hurdle gets to hire the GM in this Clint Barnes, obviously. Uh, gonna clearly, be... it's gonna be the all Clint <laughs> front office. Yeah, all Clint's his buddy. Dan Evans. <laughs> sure right whoever and then but yeah i think you know the point well taken that ultimately it's a it's a pyramid structure folks and i can, we can put these other guys right underneath that very top point and it can do a lot it can do a lot but patrick's right there's still ultimately the point there um I, and your, your point is also well taken it's highly unlikely that whoever would buy the colorado rockies would move them I don't think impossible. Leases have been broken before. You can get out from underneath them. Squirrely deals have been done. Uh, whether it was a good market or not, Seattle was a great market for basketball. They moved the team because the guys wanted to move the team. They wanted to go somewhere else. Uh, they wanted to go back where they lived, where they were from. And they also support basketball in Oklahoma City. It just kind of sucks. It's like it's not Seattle's fault, right? So, owner, uh, there can be a lot of different kinds of issues with ownership and. Uh, like you said, it is a little bit more the devil you know versus the devil you don't. If you get that one big sign of Clint Hurdle, just give us it, or someone like that, right? Uh, or you could have even made this Thad Levine. I figured, you know, people listening would be more attached to Clint Hurdle. But all right, well, that was fun. Uh, there's definitely more of these, and we can do a lot of them throughout the year. We'll we'll have to do some with uh, guests and stuff too. We'll have to find out from. Goody, whether or not he's an outfit guy or a hair guy. No, <laughs> I would rather do this again. I would rather do that. I know Michaela is in the no, I would not like to do this. This was a bad idea, Drew, but I am in the I no, would Drew, rather. At all. I had so much fun. No, Some of the questions were just really hard to answer, but I thought it was, it was great. It was good. This was great, Drew. Uh, so thanks everyone for hanging out with us. Make sure you're following on social media at Drew Creaseman, at Patrick D. Lyons, at Michaela E. Perkins, at DNVR underscore Rockies. Like I said earlier, the TikTok check there for the top 10. Drew made a TikTok. What a thought. Greatest Rockies of all time. It's <laughs> definitive. If you love the list, uh, it was a total team effort. We, we all worked on it very hard. Thank you so much. If you hate the list, it was Patrick's fault. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us throughout the day. Make sure you're on the YouTube so you're not missing any of the live action. You can play these games along with us like a lot of people were in the comments letting us know which you would rather. If you didn't happen to be here live, hit us up on social media. Let us know your answers to these questions. Keep subscribing to the podcast, the website, all that good stuff. Just keep being absolutely awesome out there. We promise to keep being absolutely Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. 